Stu, good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, Rich. Thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I was was just thinking about the first time we we met. Um, And it was down in Devon, I think. And I came and spent... Somerset, my lover. Somerset. Ah, Mm. ah, all right. It was 50. (laughs) But it was beautiful. Um, What what was the place? I can't remember what it was called. Batcom. So it was a little village on the outskirts of Bruton. Right on the top of a hill, if you remember rightly. Yeah, it was like a church hall. Yeah, yeah, we, we had, the class was in the church hall, and then there was a village pub, wasn't there, what we went to in the evenings. Yeah, so it was, that church hall was excellent, actually. It hosted probably about 20 of us, I think, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it was amazing. And, and yeah, as you said, the views. And I think, if I remember rightly, we had great weather for those. Yeah, those we did. Well. Yeah. So it all. It when, all I, when I used to run those retreats, it, it was um, it was nine out of ten. The weather was was brilliant. It was yeah, uncanny. Yeah, you kind of wonder about that stuff. Mm. The energy's right. It, it, yeah. It, well, it was at that time. Yes. <laughs> I better start doing. <laughs> better start doing a few more retreats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that, that was fascinating. But but look, before before you got to that point of I mean, it was it, it seemed to be um, sort of fascia, fascially based, if you like. Mm, um, but yeah. there was a lot more to it, a lot more to it than that. But but before before that world came about for you, it was a bit more. I don't know. Can I say mainstream? Uh, in physio, you mean? Yeah. In the world yeah. Yeah. Family. So, so I. I. I qualified with my BSc from West London Institute and then after two years working in the NHS I I enrolled in a master's course at at UCL and that was musculoskeletally based and it it was a fantastic course Anne Thompson ran the course and she was brilliant and the course was fantastic the people on the course are brilliant Um, but it was it was quite it was quite sort of narrow in its in its remit, but at the same time gave you the scope to 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 explore and so on. Yeah, I don't know about you. When I, when I learned physio uh, at an undergraduate level, you were you 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 were told, oh right, okay, you do this to the shoulder, and then they'll be able to move their hand up above their head. And so you know, you went out, you all fresh face, you did that to their shoulder, and then. Um, Sometimes they could put their hand up above <laughs> their head, but but often they couldn't, you know. And it, it, so there, it was. It, there, there were so many unanswered questions when you just stuck to the the common pathway, and so that's what you know. I've I've never really been one to to obey the rules. So like at school and so on, I I always used to wear odd socks when you're supposed to wear just grey socks. So yeah, that it, it it after doing the masters, I just felt yeah I, I need to explore other areas really yeah I mean, what what attracted you to physiotherapy in the first place oh I was injured all the time Richard <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah oh, my rugby playing days I was you know thinking about my I'm I'm going down to Exeter my daughter plays touch rugby at Exeter uni and um I'm trying to get myself fit to play touch rugby for her birthday so we're going to play touch rugby together but no when I was when I was 
playing rugby, I used to get injured all the time. And, and I, I just used to rest after I got injured and, and then come back five weeks later or whenever it was. So um, it, it, it never phased me that I was injured. I think it probably should have done. But um, yeah, that, that was a, the motivation was I was teaching PE at the time in Singapore. Mm. And I, I'd already I'd done two years plus in the UK and I love teaching PE but you, you couldn't just get a job teaching PE. It was PE and geography or PE and RE. And so, so that, that other stuff, I, you know, I didn't feel comfortable teaching. Um, so I was thinking, and Singapore was amazing. You, all you did in, in two years, I was in Singapore and, and I raised my voice twice, I think in, in that time, you know, it was the, there was no discipline issues or, or anything like that. So it's fantastic to teach out there. And I was thinking, well, I'd like to get back home, but but do I really want to go back and teach? And um, yeah, I, I was thinking, well, yeah, I wonder what physio would be like because you know I, I've been injured so many times over the years. But I need to perhaps sort myself out, <laughs> um, and that's what took me into physio. And it's, I don't know whether people will remember a guy called Paul Standing, who was uh, at the time he was the he was the head of department at, at the West London Institute and I can't remember but the, the application process but anyway I've missed I've missed the application deadline and I, I phoned I, I had no idea I'd missed the application deadline but I phoned up and and they put me through to Paul I said look you know I'm 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 a PE teacher I'm looking to come back to the UK and I'd, I'd really to do physio never been in a hospital in my life or anything like that so I had I had no idea what I was letting myself in for anyway he said to, he said to me right then Stuart he said what's going to happen is I'm get these two people we interview you they'll ask you these questions and these are the answers to the questions <laughs> and so so I I basically went into, obviously he's, he's conned me here so I went in no the two two ladies who were doing the interview and they asked exactly the questions he said they'd ask, and I gave exactly the, the right answers. So, you know, I, I, that was it. I was in. <laughs> I couldn't say no. <laughs> that, that's one of the toughest selection processes I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that obviously wouldn't happen these days, but it, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was amazing. Yeah, very, very, um, such, a, such a great bloke as well. Yeah, and there's a really good team of people who who were on the 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 West London Institute teaching panel at the time. It's great fun. Mm. But he must. I mean, he. I'm sure he wouldn't just give out that. Um, you know that that kind of information. He must have. He must have seen something or heard something in in you and what you were saying to think. Yeah, this this is the kind of person who who would make a good. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know about that, Rich. But anyway, he, he I think what they were after, they were after mature students and um, that their cohort was, was you know, young out of school, etc. And they needed a few mature students to, I, I don't know, bring some sort of balance to the to the programme. Yeah. It was it was it, it did work well because the if, if I'd left school and gone into physio, I would never have survived physio because, you know, it was a really tough degree. Mm. Um, but but I was very motivated. I was surprised at, 
at myself really at how motivated I was and I think some of the youngsters would look up to the oldies and think oh, they're working really hard so and so I think it, it, it we were to a degree a role models mm. um for for the work side of things yeah yeah it's interesting you say that about the you know the youngsters I mean I I went into it you know later later than you not that I'm much younger or anything but just a different route um and there were there were people that had come in you know pretty much from school and um I've always sort of wondered about that because it is it's a tough degree on a number of levels including the fact that you've got to go out and and you're going to go and work with real people who are in really difficult situations and and they okay they might know that you're a student but they very quickly forget that to you to them you are the person that's going to help them Mm. yeah yeah obviously my teaching background was a massive help because physio is is largely teaching anyway so that that was fantastic to have that background but but there were youngsters who struggled on the course who were you know academically brilliant but communication skills and relating to well empathy really with with some of the the people they work with well you know what it's like to get old now it's it's it, it, Paul, Paul Standing, he, 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 he was a great speaker and um, he, he got throat cancer uh, and esophageal cancer, I think. And um, he, he tells a very funny story of when the, this young, bouncy young physio came in, you know, to do some chest physio. <laughs> you know the day after he'd had all his ribs opened up and everything and um <laughs> and he, he took one one look at her and he said you can fuck right off he said <laughs> so you know i you know it, i think as you get older you've, you've obviously got more life experience and 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 that counts for a lot when you're working with 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 people who've got chronic type issues similar to your own maybe yeah yeah no, and and you pick up on a, such an important point when you say that that physio is largely about teaching and and it, and it so is i mean i'd probably go more coaching but that's just because that's my that's my bent and um but but essentially it, it really is isn't it the the essence of it is the the communication and the relationship between two people absolutely yeah yeah and so you know when you talk about and, and actually people would have heard but not seen when you were talking about the shoulder thing you actually demonstrated a little thing with your hands as if mobilizing the the shoulder joint I mean hands-on work and you know has its has its value um but uh, but without the kind of the teaching instructing the coaching will have a minimal effect if any <clears throat> no and, and that's something I think you, you you can recognize through reading and academic the academic side of it and look at it from a research perspective or you can actually go through all those different manual manual um manual not manual handling but you know manual courses where you know you 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 mobilize you manipulate you do xyz and and then you look at the shortcomings and 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 why those those techniques don't work um some of the time and do works at other times 
and, and it's just you know that what I always say to patients is the more I know the more I know I don't know yeah yeah that's so true but it takes mm -hmm. it takes you know a humbleness doesn't it um and, and a being prepared to be vulnerable with someone uh, as in a patient or a client to to be able to say that and and maybe it takes a degree of experience and confidence in oneself to be able to say look you know this is this is what we know this is what we don't know that's kind of the deal mm. and yeah I, I'm, I'm sure there are people who yeah who value that that honesty when you're discussing you know some of the chronic issues that people people have and it and obviously it's not just centered around pain it's all sorts of different things that that, that will come up yeah. um it, it, again just just going back to that that old school sort of physio when 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 i was when i was uh, a student I, I remember having a clinical placement at st george's and going out on the clinical pace placement and you know, you were told, right, OK, what you've got to do is make sure what makes the pain worse, what makes it better out of 10? How much would you mark it? How would you describe it? And, and et cetera, et cetera. And there was a there was a there was a script that you had to follow. <coughs> well, I remember getting this one lady in and she was she 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 could talk for England. <laughs> anyway, I have my clinical supervisor on my shoulder and I, 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 I can I, I, I'm sweating now just just, just <laughs> thinking about it. She was on my shoulder and she I think she was MACP. And, and, you know, I wasn't asking the right questions. A, A, because what she was telling me was really interesting. But B, I couldn't I couldn't have got <laughs> I couldn't have got in there to interrupt anyway, because she was on, you know, she was on a roll. But, you know, at, at the end of the session, it it ran over by about 20 minutes. And um, so the patient left and she gave me a debrief and you, you, you know, you've got to follow this X, you know, and, and, and obviously I look back at that now and, and all the nuggets of, of information were in that lady's ramble, you know, it, 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 it was a question of really listening more and, and not trying to get my questions in, in the, you know, in the time available. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, a, that's been a big issue. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know much about what's going on in the world of physio education. You know, I've occasionally spoken to, to people, but you know, my, my hope is that these things are changing that, as you said, it's not about us kind of ramming these questions into that person and, and mm. almost just rushing to the next thing, the next question before they give an answer, but just creating the conditions for them to talk about what's important to them. Yes. Yes. I think it's a time factor, isn't it? I, I I was talking to someone in the profession the other day, and and when when I trained, and you could have an hour with a patient, and then you know if you thought you needed another hour, you could have another hour with that patient. You know, so you you your time was your own, and and you could manage your your time um, according to your to, to what you thought was appropriate, but. But now it's, it's, it's much more like a sausage machine factory. You, you've got X amount of time and boom, you've got to get, get it done. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we're talk, talking to patients who come and see me who've been through the, the NHS system, it, there's a lot of tick box, you know, to, to, here's an exercise sheet tick, you need to do this one or, or whatever yeah I, I think I, I I you know I always I've always said I'd never really want to be a GP because 
they're under so much pressure they that it's impossible to build up any sort of rapport in that that short space of time that they've got and and for me physio what i enjoy about physio is that rapport side of things yeah yeah so you you recognized that and um and and took it forward in your own way i i, I just want to um briefly nod to the ucl how long were you there for was it year or years no, it was three years because I did it part time. I was working at Sussex County Cricket Club in the summer and then then I go back to UCL and, and do all the, the sort of coursework, etc. in the, the time that I wasn't doing the cricket. So, yeah, it was over three years. Right. Um, oh, it was great. I, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic course. Yeah. What, what did you take from that that was that kind of moved you on from the basic training? I mean, we we. We, we did loads and loads of different courses, different, you know, lots of different people coming in. So we, you've got different ideas as to how people address, you know, um, various issues, et cetera. But, but I just think it was the lateral thinking of the people who came in and, and taught us. That, that's what sort of started me off. I, I mean, at the time, Louis Gifford was, was big with... Oh, it was adverse, adverse neural. It's adverse neural dynamics now, I think, or was I? And it was adverse neural tension, or anyway, there was a real fuss around the name, etc. But, but that he was a, he was a big he, that that whole idea of the nervous system and mobile mobility of the nervous system was was big. Yeah. So, um, and I enjoyed working with the nervous system, but and and, and I recognised how sensitive it was and how how easy it was to. To, to make things worse mm. and I hadn't necessarily figured out how to make them better <laughs> but uh yeah so I, I found out how to make things worse um, rather than better to start with but but um you know from that I thought well the 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 uh the biggest mechanical interface is up here so I'm pointing to my head here you know so you've got the brain and the nervous system and that that took me down the route of craniosacral therapy and that, and that was that. So I, I, I went from a master's course where everyone was prim and proper and driving down a road in the same direction to go, going over to Ireland to do a craniosacral therapy course. And I remember pitching up and there, there weren't any physios on the course. It was it was a, a mixture of different people that I, I would never have, have, have bumped into. So I, I, looking back on it, I was very lucky to meet lots of different people with lots of different ideas but anyway so the the I nearly went home at the end of the first day so that the the guy um the, the the guy you know getting you to put your hands on the head and feel you know this 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 sort of rise and fall if you like of the the craniosacral fluid I can't remember what the all the ins and outs of how they broadcast it or or, or or explained it anyway you were supposed to be feeling this this rise and fall of the the, the the rhythm the craniosacral rhythm that's it so you're supposed to be feeling this rhythm and so we spent the whole day doing this in different bits of the body and stuff and and people around me were going oh my god this is amazing this is unbelievable can you feel it? and I, I couldn't feel a fucking thing so you know I <laughs> I, I I was I was there and and my brain was going this is a load of old tosh you know what a load <laughs> of bollocks this is 
and I was I was thinking to myself, um, well, all right, okay, well, I'm, I'm, if you know, I can get the next flight back on tomorrow morning, and uh, you know, I, I'll only have lost, you know, the flight, and I I, I was gonna I was gonna go anyway. At the end of the the session, they said, well, why don't we all go for a, a drink? I thought, well, I, you know, I know how to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, okay, right, I'll take them on at that. So I went out and um, I got absolutely hammered. <laughs> the next day I, kept, I came in, you know, I was breathing fire over, over the people I was working with, put my hands on, on, on this person's head. It was all that I could do not to vomit on them. And, or, or, and because I couldn't think, and because the only thing that, that would distract me from being ill was actually feeling what was happening at my hands, I started to feel something happening underneath my hands. So I started to feel the craniosacral rhythm. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is, you know, perhaps, perhaps there is something in it. And, and that was the start of a journey down lots of different pathways. And, and, it, and I suppose when I look back, it was probably looking for ways in which I could be healed, but but I didn't look at it like that at the time. I looked at it right. Okay, well, this would be fantastic if if I can use this to sort out, you know, X Y Z problems that people are coming to me with. So that that's how I went down. That's how I I, I was a naughty boy and went off in different directions. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, I mean, I, I suppose teachers might say naughty boy, but but to me, it strikes of just you know, someone who was curious, someone who, who didn't just accept what was said on the face of it. You wanted to kind of know a bit more and, well, yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe I'll explore that before I believe it. Yeah, no, I'm very, 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 very curious. And there's so many, I mean, there were, you know, physiotherapy, in physiotherapy, there were lots of different ways of addressing X, Y, Z problem. But then you go, you go into a different different world when you when you sort of leave physiotherapy and into sort of, alternative therapies for want of a better word and and different way different approaches different ways of looking at things and so on um and i became much more open and accepting of of different ways of thinking i guess yeah yeah, yeah. but but prior to that i mean you you mentioned when you were at ucl you were working in in cricket at sussex and and um and yeah that. How, how did that come about what doing the, the masters or no, working in cricket? Or, I know cricket. I know you love cricket, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I I guess I had I, I couldn't afford to do the masters financially without breaking it up. So so I needed to break it up. So the 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 option I think at the end of the first term was okay. Well, I'll go and do some local work. And that uh, that was paying that paid quite well, but this job came up, um, and so I applied for it and went down to to Sussex. Uh, they were they're a really nice bunch down there, and and I got the job. So so that was my summer taken care of. Yeah, and what what was it like yeah. working in cricket then? <laughs> um, I think cricket's moved on a lot since since I was was working in cricket. The I, I remember again the, the idea was that the physio did to the to the 
to the player. So you you were employed to fix the player if they got if they got injured. And um, I got very much into I I did my uh, dissertation on the shoulder at at, at uh, University College um, London with my um, masters. And, and in particular on the rotator cuff. And I, I went over to Toronto Blue Jays, the baseball team, and had a look at what they got up to with their throwing and their throwing re- rehabilitation and everything. And, and um, so come the, come the end of the season, well, come the beginning, when, when I first started, what happened was because it, because it was English climate, you, Norman Gifford, and you couldn't, bat or anything outside or bowl because it was too wet but what you could do is you could field so for the the first day for eight hours all they did was catch and throw so at the end of the first day well when they came in the next morning and um you know a third of them couldn't couldn't move their shoulder so 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 they they couldn't for the the next week or so they couldn't throw so uh, so they they had to and by the you know and they didn't learn from that then they did more throwing and and so most of the squad were down with bad shoulders you know so what I thought was right okay so when that when these kids go go away they'll go over to Australia I taught them all the TheraBand stuff etc you know for the rotator cuff gave them the the rotator I gave them the TheraBand and um sent them off anyway so, and, then, and then obviously my employment was was ceased and and so I I uh, as in you know it was seasonal and then I came back they came back at the same time same thing wet it, it actually in the end Sussex went out to um, Malaga in Spain to do their cricket and, and that worked much better but anyway so it was wet and they did their throwing and so one of the players came in the next day a youngster and uh, he said, uh, oh, I said, Stu, he says, my shoulder, he says, it's no good. It's got my shoulder pain, you know, back in in here again. And I said, oh, Danny, I said, oh, well, I better not use names, but oh, I said, you know, have you been getting on with your rotator cuff? Yeah, really good. Really, really good. And um, I said to him, I said, oh, can, can I have a look at your rotator? Can I have a look at your TheraBand? Because I knew that I knew he hadn't been doing it, <laughs> and 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 of course, Theraband in those days was all all covered in chalk. So, yeah, so, was, yeah. so he got he, he he unfolded this like this, you know, the the little uh, the nice bit of paper, and out came this Theraband, pristine with chalk all <laughs> over it, and he had this great big grin on his face, and and it was it was magic, you know, to for him to realise that I was taking the Mickey, and and yeah. So, but I, so, so in those days, it was much more. You're, 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 you're going to be the fixer. Now, I think there's a, a much larger element of of prehab and and um, you know being proactive and, and more responsibility on the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, you know, general general fitness was was appalling in 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 those days and and nutrition and stuff. So I think they've come a, it's come a long way. Yeah, I guess there have been quite a lot of um, this time of sort of sitting watching cricket during the season. Yeah, you see that was a, that was a great time. 
I love watching cricket, so so I, so I enjoyed that. But I also used to get the players down and and just have a feel of their hamstrings or knees or, or whatever it was. So I used that time <laughs> because you used to get you used to get certain people who when, when they were <clears throat> when there was certain training going on, or oh, I just twinge something in here. So so they come and they they lie on the, the treatment table, and and then there'd be a queue, and I knew exactly who it was who who was going to um, be coming down. So I I I, used to, I I loved actually you know um, not playing around that's the wrong word but but just exploring different techniques and methods etc. And then I I did trigger point acupuncture at one stage, and and that cut the number of people coming down <laughs> to see me in half because yeah that yeah they weren't keen on having the needle. So so if I thought so in the end if I thought if I thought they were really injured they 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 go for the needle but I, if i said to them you know or i i, I could try out some of my acupuncture and and, and then it's okay I'll, I'll keep you know so yeah it's a good screening process yeah yeah did 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 you sort of start formulating some of your your kind of ideas of where it went next during that time yeah definitely definitely i mean that the the cranial stuff i took so there was the Upledger Institute, mm. which which taught the craniosacral therapy, and then offshoots from the Upledger Institute, there was visceral manipulation, energy manip- uh, energy integration, uh, lymphatic drainage, um, all sorts of different courses that I went on, and, and it was a bit of a con in in many ways because you you had to go through level one, two, three, four, or however many it went up but so you couldn't skip mm. to level three you had to go through all the levels and pay the the full works etc <laughs> so I went over to the states and did all the lymphatic drainage courses all the energy integration courses all the cranial courses all the visceral courses so I, I did I did every course under the sun I think I think probably in that period from starting the master's over and then two years beyond that so that would that would be five years I must have done about 70 70 courses wow mm. so you invested heavily in your own yeah I really did invest in it in it, it, it not just financially but but it, and the, the, it was really interesting because it, what, what it, it it started to dawn on me was that all the all the different sort of things that people were doing were the same thing, but just calling it a different different name and a different, a slightly different approach. So that's when I sort of, I, I, I went more down the energy route in terms of um, doing assessments and so on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because that one of the, the the biggest issues was okay. So I'm going to do a cranius. I'm going to do a I'm going to do a physio assessment, a craniosacral therapy assessment, a visceral assessment, uh, a lymphatic drainage assessment. You know, I'd be hmm. one patient five hours later, sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. So three days later. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 working out a way in which 
you can see feel where the primary restriction is in the system was was really helpful yeah and and so that was really the basis then of the course that i came on which would have been in oh man it would have been in the in the 90s i mean we both had hair yeah, so you you did have long hair, I think, at that point. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've just had it cut off. Actually, my daughter was making noises about, you know, she's not going out with me looking like that. <laughs> and so, so I've given in. I've had my hair cut. Yeah. Well, you know, you've still got a good amount of hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was I was shocked at how much came off on the floor. Actually, ah. not too much of it grey. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's impressive, but, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you you had a you had a, a ponytail. I think it was in a ponytail. That's it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I did. I've got I've got a picture of myself with a ponytail with my daughter sat on my lap. So yeah, uh, yeah be yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was um. That was then. So that seems to be the culmination of those, which I have to point out because this thought came to me that had you not have got gone and got absolutely hammered on that first night, <laughs> none of this may have happened. No, absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> there it is. Your 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 whole career is based on one drunken night. Yeah, yeah. It it, it really it really did change the direction in which I was I was going to go because it, 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 if if I hadn't have done that, I I could have left, and you know I would have dismissed all alternative therapy and yeah. and You've just been trod a different path. Leg raising people and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that that kind of brings us to to that you know that that time. I, I remember one particular practice where um, I can't remember all the details, but I know that we had to do something and then we had to go outside and continue the practice, which happened to be in the churchyard. That sort of brought a bit of mystery to it. And we carried on doing the thing. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was some kind of energy work, and then we would go back in and, and retest. But we wouldn't tell the person what it was we were kind of retesting. It was something. Mm. Like it would be a movement or something like that. Does that does that ring any bells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep elements of that in my in my yoga classes. Actually, it's quite it's quite interesting. I'm I'm um, we've moved recently down to Beer Regis, so I'm doing yoga for stiff blokes down with the about I don't know fifteen or so. Uh, older blokes at the cricket club and I actually get them doing an assessment on each each other for their breathing so it's just like it's like having you guys back again so you know they 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 feel where they're breathing where they're not breathing and then they 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 put their hands on their partner's waist to see if they're expanding using their diaphragm and so on and then we'll do some um we'll do some movements and then they'll at the end of the session, they'll come and say, Oh yeah, you can breathe much more freely, etc." So, so it's, it's like a validation. And I think that that works quite, quite well. And another, one of the things we did last week in the class was um, we, I, I got one person to sit down on the chair, the other person prodded around till they found that really uncomfortable tr trigger point. And then I, I took the, 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 the palpator that all the ones who were doing the the feeling bit outside and then they just they couldn't hear what I was saying to the guys inside and I said to the guys inside right okay so what we're going to do is we're going to take you to you to a place that you love or, or someone that you love or something you love doing 
so I took them through a meditation through, you know, their, what they um, what they really enjoy doing. So the person came back in, put their thumb on the trigger point and it was really uncomfortable. They kept their thumb over that point so that they knew where they were. And then I took the people who were sitting down through their meditation regards, you know, that space that they really loved or, or, or whatever. And then after about a minute or so, you know, I said, right, okay, so just have a feel again of, of that trigger point. And so they then had to feed back to, the, to each other. And to a man, each one of them said, it's nowhere near as painful. In fact, it's in many cases, the pain had actually just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it, it, the point that I'm making with these guys is actually, you know, people come on the course to stretch more effectively or they, they want to be more mobile. And if you're kind to yourself and, and, and if you, you get that sense of loving kindness and move with loving kindness, as opposed to beating yourself up to stretch that, that tight hamstring, it's, it's more effective in my experience than, than, than trying to beat the hell out of your body. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 these guys say you know they're not physios or or whatever, but they love doing it. It, it, it. It's it's um it's been something different that I've done with my yoga classes, and I I continue to do that because they they loved it. I I mean it is. It's I mean look I I know how you work and, and what you do. I I did one of the um, one of your courses the for for yoga for stiff blokes, and it was it was brilliant. Um, and, and it brought back shades of the stuff that I'd, I'd done with you before. And, and a lot of it resonated, um, uh, as you as you might expect. And and that's absolutely that's it. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a number of similarities in the way that we work as well. But, you know, just hearing you say that about how people they have this belief that to, to make a difference, you've got to push through. And I had someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Saying to me, oh, you know, should. I've been told I should push through. Should I push through? This is someone with horrible neuropathic pain. I'm like, absolutely not. And mm. I rarely say to people, you must do it this way. But that was one mm. of the occasions where it's like, no, there's no place for pushing through with that kind of sensitivity. It's about learning how to change state by doing the kinds of things that you were just describing there and then maybe mm. moving um, with more comfort, having a better experience. Um, yeah, and I, 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 it is about changing belief systems, isn't it? Uh, and I mean, there are many ways of changing belief systems, but one that works for me and, and I find comfortable working with is actually getting tissue to change through mind states and, and for people to notice it. Yeah. That, that second part's the key, isn't it? Well, not, not the only thing, but, but getting people to acknowledge what's actually happened, getting them. And you do that so well in, you know, within your sessions of, of making, making people do something and then pause to see what it's like rather than just, mm. just, just rush onto the, what's the next thing? Give me, give me the next thing. <laughs> well, we, we are, we are doers, aren't we? And, and there are a couple of blokes in the class and there's always a couple of blokes in the class or in the, even in, you know, a normal class are, are run as in normal, as in men and women together. They'll rush that they they'll rush through the exercise to get to the next bit, whereas it's the process as opposed to the end point. So yeah, you, it, it, yeah. How do you slow those people down? <laughs> Good question, Rich. Um, I don't know whether I have them. 
No, I th- I, th- I, th- I think I think they're they're my biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, because they move so quickly, they don't notice so much, and and if you don't notice, then you're, you're less likely to to realise the changes that can can take place. And yeah, so that they they, they are the challenge. So if you've got any tips on that, I'll be grateful. Well, I guess because you know no one likes to be told what to do, and and maybe people that are in a rush even less so. I mean, I'm being mm. general. So, so I suppose it's it's letting them have that experience of of rushing through, kind of you know mm. pointing it out, and 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 maybe the other people in the group will be the biggest influence because of the fact that they will all be saying, "Hey, I've slowed down," and "Hey, I felt this, I felt that," and they're going, "I didn't really feel anything." But everyone else is. What's that all about? Maybe I should try this slowing down thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one really um, I've noticed when they perhaps do slow down is when we do the palpation because, um, you know, I say you 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 can't be pushing in hard. You just got to relax your hands. So they do slow down with that. So. Mm. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? That's it. So so at the moment, you're is is that the bulk of your your time or I don't know, call it clinical time um, is is the yoga side of things? Uh, it's it's a mixture of things it, because we've moved. It's it's made it slightly more challenging to to organise my work pattern. <laughs> but I go into a lot, quite a lot of care homes, do seated yoga. So I, I love that, it, you know, that that's that's like teaching PE without without being told to fuck off by, you know, your, your, your surly teenagers. You know, these these ladies and guys in the in the care homes, they, they, they either they're hanging on my every word or they're asleep. So, you know, they're you don't need to slow they're, they're, down then <laughs> yeah 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 there's no problem with rushing them you know them rushing but they they are brilliant i just love working working with them and and i've, I've been going into I, I actually managed to do three care homes over the over the pandemic period with a with zoom so because i had rapport with them prior to the class it, it was i was it was really good to to work with them over the uh, over the pandemic and you know still get them doing exercise and stuff but uh, yeah so i'm i do partly um again i i i I go i i go in with my physio hat into to care homes as well one one care home more than others and and i just i just have my physio hat on and and just getting from the seated position to standing and and teaching stuff simple stuff like that not just to the people i'm working with but the, to the carers mm-hmm. is i just find that very rewarding yeah. because there are lots of people in care homes who who don't have any hope or purpose and actually challenging them from a mobility perspective can be really positive from their you know obviously their physical perspective but their mental and emotional well-being as well yeah yeah so if you're helping someone find it easier to get up it gives them more opportunities to do different things yeah yeah um, well funny enough it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting because i i when i when i did my undergraduate course the 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 placement i enjoyed most of all was care of the elderly which it was called then 
Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I just loved working with with people with stories. Yeah. They, they were just, you know, they are amazing working with older people. Yeah. But it's, it's, I also used that working with older people to frame um, some of my yoga practice and teaching, you know, this is where you might be going if you don't do something proactive to, to um, you know, to look after your well-being. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, isn't it? Because everything's so immediate. We want the quick fix, the, ha- the so-called hacks. But there's, there mm. are no quick fixes for the health it's, and, and wellness. It's about that, you know, consistent day-to-day stuff that you do that, that shapes some kind mm. of future yeah um and you you can pretty much if you think about your habits you can make a pretty good guess as to where you're going to end up if you keep doing them whatever they yeah Um, yeah so that's a powerful message you're giving yeah whether it's whether it's taken on board or not you you know I i think the the yoga classes that i teach especially with the the stiff blokes yoga classes with the guys I now have having put more sort of pain science in and, um, you know, some breath work where they're assessing each other and uh, et cetera. I think that information really does help shift um, some of the habits that they've, they've, you know, they've, they live with on a day to day basis or the motivation to shift some of those habits. Yeah. 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 Habit formation. It's uh, it's a challenge, but there's there's ways, you know, there's ways of helping people to to do that, of course. Mm. So that's superb. Um, now, you're you're yourself doing something superb or about to um, t- tell me about yes. Right. OK. Um, well, I'm I'm walking the southwest coastal footpath a little bit like Morecambe and Wise. Do you remember Morecambe and Wise? <laughs> saying that they, they uh, was it Morecambe saying, you know, I'm, I'm playing all the right notes, but not necessarily in, in the right order. <laughs> so on, on the walk, I'm not, nece- I'm not going to go in one direction or do one bit after the other. I'm going to be plucking different bits out of the walk at, where people are staying and, and so, so doing it sort of ad hoc. But yes, so over the next year, it, it's, I'll be doing 630 miles, I think. Wow. Have you, have you been doing any kind of preparation? I I have been doing more walking and um, yes. And one of the things I think that's that's really challenging with the south, because we, we now live quite close to the to, to the coast. So walking up and down some of the cliff faces and so on, it is really quite challenging. So again, uh, if I was to do it all in one go, I think that that would be a bridge too far. But but because it's going to be broken up into chunks and, you know, I have to come back and work, etc. It, it's it's going to be um, manageable. Yeah. And they, they're great that I mean, uh, I'm doing it for motor, the Motor Neurone Disease Association. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the the my friend who's who's who, or an ex-student, actually, who's who's got it uh, is more or less not able to walk now and not really able to communicate mm. uh, speak um so 
those two things, walking and talking, are something that, you know, I'm very grateful I can do. And it's been great connecting with, so I've got already, I've got a, a, some of my old rugby team to come on one of the walks and, and so on. So just, just getting a, a number of different people. I'm, in fact, we could have a therapy walk, couldn't we? We could, yeah. Get a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, we people. could have a, a, a stretch of the, the pathway with therapists yeah. only. Mm, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we can work. We, at, the, at the end, we can do some. We can do some craniosacral therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But in order to do that, we've got to have a drink the night before. We'll have to have a, a massive drink the night before. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Did you ever report that to Upledger to say, "Look, do you know what? It was some good teaching, but the thing that really helped absolutely <laughs> hammered." <laughs> No, it's funny. It's funny because you, you think that sometimes you look into the physio world and you think that they're stuck in their ways. And, you know, I was so excited about being able to tell Upledger, the guy who was teaching the, the course, it wasn't Upledger who was teaching it, but the, one of his minions who was teaching the course. You know, this is amazing because, you know, the craniosacral stuff, fits in with the adverse neural dynamics is it it all fits together and they he wasn't interested in the slightest not in the slightest about um you know adverse neural dynamics but so, so he, he his mind was close to what what was going on in, a, in another world but interestingly enough um you know at the end of that five years they were started or or there was I mean, nowadays, the vagus nerve is, is and that's probably been up and is, is on the slide, maybe. But the vagus nerve, you know, at the end of that five years, so when would that be? In the late 90s, that was becoming in vogue with the work that, that you were doing fascially and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, there's, a, there's a change in you know the tide changes doesn't it and then someone within the particular school or whatever gets interested and then suddenly they're all interested but yeah there's a lot of a lot of silos um, yeah things whereas actually you know coming together and exploring together is is much more fruitful yeah yeah so. but I, th I think that's a time thing isn't it i know i know talking to you that you don't see as many people as you perhaps used to, and and I'm exactly the same. You know, I won't see. Month yesterday was a nightmare day, but but you know, generally speaking, I won't see the same number of patients that I did when I was thirty. No. no. And and I wouldn't want to. And I, and I know that they wouldn't get this as good a service or as good a relationship if I was to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think making time. And having time to 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 practice whether you know listening skills or palpation skills or or whatever is is is, is really fundamentally important to how we how we you know function as a therapist. Yeah, I was funny enough. I was just to, to sort of conclude with one one question and 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 maybe that was the answer but i'll, I'll give you the chance just in case yeah. is that, you know i think that 
you know, you've you've worked in in the field of wellness, healthcare in, in different ways. So lots of experiences, you know, lots of knowledge. If if uh, you were talking to a group of, of physio students, what, what would be a, a piece of advice that, that you would that you would give? I've sort of put I didn't say tell you I was going to ask that question. And I, I to be honest, I didn't know I was going to ask that question. Either. No, no, it's, it's interesting because my old school um, in Devon, uh, I, I was in contact with them regards the you know, trying to get numbers up for the Southwest Coastal Footpath and donations, etc. But one of the things that they they ask all students routinely is, you know, could you do some mentoring for our students? And I, I was thinking. I don't think I would. Would advise. I'd find it difficult to advise people to go into physiotherapy um, under the current sort of circumstances in terms of the amount of time that you've got with people. But mm. I think that's just a, a bit of an old farty <laughs> in, in me coming ac across. You, you, but oh, they've got the energy that of youth and, 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 you know, our energy and our type of energy and how we use our energy changes through the course of our lifetime but they've got the energy of youth and I, th I think that there comes a point where that energy of youth starts to fade and then you 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 get a sense of right okay so how am I going to manage my caseload and stay energized um so I I I, I very much it's re interesting Rich please it, I think those fast people in yoga, you've got to let those those physios, they've got to experience that that NHS lifestyle where you're under immense pressure. And, and there'll come a point where people will think, OK, well, what other avenues are there to explore? And I think that that would that would be the time to, to give them advice, maybe. Yeah. And that advice would be. Um, <laughs> uh not to have a, a large drink but <laughs> go um, and get really hammered because then you get <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> no, no no i i i i don't know what i you know i don't have my tentacles in in the nhs and what's available now i, I think there must be some very exciting areas in there to 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 explore um but i also think looking from the outside that 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 people are, um, you know, under immense pressure for a long period of time, and I and I don't think that can be good for some people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you know, it's screaming out for ways that we can support, you know, clinicians and particularly the younger clinicians going. As you said, they've got great energy, and I've I've seen that on you know on social media, people making comments about graduating and being so excited about their first job and mm. that's you know that's superb and and you know maintaining that that level of energy you know whether we can or not is another matter but but essentially just the, I just really hope they get the right kind of support um, and the right kind of mentoring and and knowing that, that it's important to look after themselves in, and being allowed to look after themselves on that journey um, on yes the, yeah and, and, and you know it's 
it's part of the culture that that it's expected of you to look after yourself as opposed to you know having no time to to look after yourself yeah yeah you know you i i i I don't know many physios who work in the nhs now but i do know doctors who who work in private practice and you know not in private practice in, in a gp practice and it's just like a machine at how, how they manage to see the number of patients that they do in a day. And yeah, I just, you know, hats off to them, but, but that the needs, the, the needs to be a system whereby they're able to take breaks during the course of the day and um, manage their well-being. because ultimately just like teachers are role models to, to children, you know, GPs are role models to, the rest of us yeah or potentially role models to the rest of us and you know if you see your gp run into the ground popping pills because their their blood pressure is high then you know that's your role model you're following yeah it's yeah. difficult there's so many challenges in healthcare. i don't know where to start yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's a difficult one it's a difficult one, but um, you know, essentially, we can we can only do our bit, can't we? We, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that more and more, I'm realizing that it's just okay. Well, what can I do, and and how can I how can I model what I preach, sort of thing? Yeah. So you you know you're influencing your tribe in in that positive way and giving them you know practical things to to make a difference. You know, day in day out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's excellent. Listen, it's been fantastic to uh, to chat and catch up and, and just hear a little bit more about what's you know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I'm. I'll um, I'll share the various links. But um, where where can people find you or find out about your work and, and the walk? Um, well, shall I drop you a uh, my just giving page and yeah, then... that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So that then then people can have a look, see what I'm up to there and contact me through there if they if they want to. Yeah, perfect. That sounds great. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Stu. Thanks for making time. Yeah, well, great catching up, Rich. I really enjoyed exploring all those different topics. Cool. Excellent. Well, we'll have to we'll have, what we'll do is we'll have what we'll try and do is um, see if we can do a live talk, perhaps when you're when you're walking somewhere. Or if there's no reception, we might be oh. afterwards. But we could, we could do um, a, a walk and and a talk and walk type thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've got I've got a great GoPro now. Oh, wow! Excellent, excellent. So you can you can video. Whether I can use it or not is another matter. So you're going to video 600 miles, and so there'll be footage of 600 miles of walking. You can make a really long <laughs> film. And not with not with our internet, there won't be. I, I reckon it, it took it took. Um, I think it took about an hour to upload twenty seconds worth of uh, <laughs> GoPro. So no, okay. It'd be a very short uh, six hundred and thirty miles. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All right. Well, listen. Take care. All right. Okay. Cheers, Enrich. Thank Cheers. you very much.